Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. now, 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 now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just (laughs) straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. We came to On 97.3 The Fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Barry White, a very generous lover, sounds like, doesn't he? Whatever, whatever, I'll do. Ben and Woods here. 97.3 The Fan. I'm Woodsy. Paul Rindle, executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Benjamin Higgins, friendliest neighborhood sports anchor in town. I'll die on that hill. Yeah, you probably will die on that hill. I would. Wasn't that friendly yesterday? To whom? Well, I mean, I was not friendly in my aloof, sort of not participating way. You know me. Where? Well, we had a Halloween potluck yesterday. Oh, no. Channel 10. <laughs> he saves this gold. He didn't even mention this. I love this. I yeah. love it. I, love, I don't have much to tell. I love to be surprised. You're, every day is exactly the same. I, okay, let's. I mean, we have a very, we have good, nice people who work at Channel Ten. I'm lucky. I have really great colleagues, and they're very, very enthusiastic about you know team building activities. And I, for maybe it's because I've been around for 20 years. I think it's because you've been around me for five maybe. years. Maybe. I, I am really not, think I've rubbed off I'm on you. I'm not as enthusiastic about team building. I'm not really interested in 
preparing and bringing a dish in for a potluck. I mean, if you want to do a catered, you know, spread for us, great. I'll I'll stop by. I'll put together a plate. I'll carry it back to my desk, and I will eat it. And you'll but you'll you'll stand in there for a, a minute and, the, the and minim- shoot the breeze. The minimum yeah, amount of time, five ten necessary. minutes. Hey, yeah, good to see how this looks great. But Thank no, you. we did a we did a potluck, and you know, I, people bought in brought in like spooky cakes and cookies and stuff, and. I didn't bring anything, so I felt like I can't really go participate because, you know, you can't just be the guy who doesn't bring anything and then goes and eats everything. Not that I was really that interested in eating, so it, I didn't even was go. It all, was it all sweets? I, I didn't really go, so I didn't see. I saw some of the leftovers afterwards. There was, you know, like pumpkin-decorated cookies and stuff, things like that, of that nature. But it wasn't like a, when I think potluck, I think of somebody brings a roast Somebody brings mashed potatoes. Somebody brings green beans. We do it Super Bowl Sunday usually as well. That's and good. you know, people I, I try I try to bring in uh Shelly's buffalo chicken dip and participate yeah. on that day. Which slays, I'm which sure. is great. Yeah, and you know, people bring in like the meatballs in a crock pot and Dude. those are pretty good. I don't f- mind that one. But four, I could get forty of those. Down. Yeah, those are good. Easily aren't they? with you know. a toothpick? Oh yeah. Yeah, I could get forty down. But that's kind of my one okay, I'll participate in that potluck each year but we're not making this a quarterly thing that that we're participating in work potlucks all the time so i i just didn't participate and then i felt guilty like they're all trying to be friendly and try to get to know each other a little bit better and do something outside the normal confines of work and what am i doing I'm off to the side doing my normal work stuff and staying away from everybody else. There's a lot to parse out in this. Yeah. In this, oh, yeah. you are a <clears throat> you're a psychological uh, specimen, really. I mean, honestly, I don't know how much time you've spent in therapy, uh, if any. That being said, there's something in there. Like there's something to to dissect. Friendly but aloof. Yeah, is that, it's weird. Is, is because, that a thing? Because literally, like, legitimately, I've been in media a long time, thirteen years. I've seen them all. I've seen them come. I've seen them go. I've been friendly with people. I've hated people, and people have hated me. But we're mostly a business of talkers and gabbers and people yeah. who like to, um, you know, chat in the break room. And absolutely, I am not that person. And that's that's the interesting thing. That being said, like you're literally legitimately, and I think Polly would agree with me, one of, like, the kindest, nicest human beings that I know. Mm-hmm. Period. The end. Most tolerant. Just just a good dude. Like, when people say, oh, that guy, he's a good dude. If anybody's ever asked me about you, I've said, oh, Ben, he's the greatest. He's the greatest. That being said, do you think it's more, like, social anxiety or do you think it's more like i can't be bothered or maybe a little of both it might be which, a little, which is okay it might be a, a t- tad bit of both where i um i do get you know I, I don't know what to say exactly so i don't like those awkward yeah. moments so i probably avoid them a little bit but there's also i think the fact that i'm i'm very busy and my day has to be quite regulated yeah, to regimented. Just make, yeah to make sure i get everything done and you start throwing extra different things in there, and all of a sudden, it just gets me off my gets me off my game. Tim, so Tim here just nailed it, and this is what you could have done and should have done, and maybe you could do next year, Mister Plates and Napkins, hundred thousand <laughs> million percent. In fact, you should go next time you go to Costco. Costco just big dog old, food run, yeah, big old plate of napkins, the, of everything. So every time, I was bringing fifty of these things. Put it in your trunk. 
and leave it. <laughs> and then when it's potluck time, you're like, guys, I got the plates, I got the napkins. It's there in your trunk. That's genius. It's, it really is brilliant. Next to your golf bag and golf shoes is a a trough of <laughs> plates and napkins, and you're like, I got them, I got them. I think that's fascinating, man. I really do. Now I'll be honest with you too. You guys know me, bit of a social butterfly at times, um, but also when it comes to forced team building. It is one of my biggest power downs. It's just, it. I, I don't, hey, the whole crew's getting together, and we're going to go do blank. This is my crew in here. This is like you guys, our team building, when we go play golf, we go to lunch, we go to dinner, whatever. I enjoy every moment of that every single time. And I'm not saying I don't like anybody else in the building, because I really, really do. But I also... There's something to that of like, hey, we're here's the other thing that happens to morning show guys. Hey, on Friday at one, we're gonna get together and we're gonna go build a house. No, we're not. No, I I work my ass up and get up at four o'clock in the morning. Friday at one o'clock, I want to be home in my bed, you know, having a good time. I don't want it to seem as though that hey, I'm Monday s- at three a.m. We're yeah, gonna have a big yeah, Halloween yeah. potluck. <laughs> Come see, on, join us. Let's see how many of you guys show up at three a.m. Us, John and Tammy, Rob and Josh. We're all gonna be there. Where are you guys? Yeah, what's up, dude? You don't want to get. You it's like wanna... when I get an email at like three in the afternoon. It's three in the afternoon on a business day. Yeah, totally reasonable. Right. I'm like, hey. It's like 8 o'clock p.m. Yeah, this for might, me. Might as well be midnight, buddy. Right. What well, are you doing? I don't email you at 3 in the morning. <laughs> and, and, and again, I don't want it to make it seem like I'm sneering, oh, these losers want to do this. Looking I'm down not, your I'm, nose, yeah. I, I'm very, I, I'm appreciative that they want to do it, that they are into it. I, like I said, really, really great people. Uh, you know, a lot of them are younger, and I've noticed that the younger ones are really trying a little bit harder and and it's just not me. And I don't know what to do, and I feel bad sometimes, like, oh, look at the... The old sports guy who doesn't it's too good to you know participate in a potluck with us. Well, and I think I think that's probably the perception. To be to be fair, it's probably the perception. So, there are some things, and I've learned this. Some things that you just have to wear, right? But no, I I, I fully like I've never been. I'm a, a lasagna hog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but I love it. I will say, I absolutely that, love it. I will my biggest say, regret is that I'll never be able to taste myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At Channel 10, we do solve that problem. The potluck, it, like, takes place at 7.30 a.m. There's another one at, like, 11.30 a.m. And there's one at 3.30 p.m. Because we have employees who are there 24 hours at different shifts. So they do try to keep that in mind that the morning crew is not going to come in in the evening and the night crew is not coming in in the morning. You have to have them spread out throughout the day. No, I'm with you, man. I I really am. And the older I get, the the older I get the less I care about team building. I, I kind of look at it and say my priority is in this room and for these four hours, and that's what I really genuinely truly care about the most. And if, I, if you could leave me be to just focus on that, I'm going to deliver you uh, the best show I can, can possibly do every single day. I'm going to leave it all in here. I'm not going to leave, you know. I totally, I totally relate to that. Right. I, I've always considered myself, <laughs> you know, there's introverts, there's extroverts. Yeah. I'm a I've little always, both. I've always considered myself an extroverted introvert. 100%. I can turn it on. I can go out and be with people. But, man, do I love being able to leave whenever I want, yep. go back to, like, my own space. Yes. And it's like, dude, there's times, a lot of the, like, three, four days a week probably, where I expel... All my energy for four hours, four and a half with production, whatever, like no to question. the mornings. 
And then, you know what I don't do during the day? I don't listen to other sports talk radio Mm-mm. shows. I, I'm just like, I just did this. Try to shut it down. I don't want to listen to podcasts. Yeah. I, I'll listen to some music, maybe, or I'll watch some TV. But, like, I just can't do it. I don't really want to start talking to people. I'm like, we just talked for four hours. I'm good. I'm done. Yeah, I'm ready I'm to ra- shut it down. I'm right there with you. And I don't think that makes anybody in this room a bad person whatsoever. Also, you're like, I got, I got work to do. I got a thing to do and want to make sure that it's done well. Uh, man, I had the best time yesterday. The absolute best time yesterday. I was I was sweating it. Went to my son's preschool and did the... Um, they had asked, you know, if you missed it, they had asked parents at the beginning of the year, we'd like you guys to be more involved. It's basically like when we have an interview. We'd love to have you come in and kill 30 minutes for us, right? And that's what they wanted. It's a great bit. It's a great I mean, bit. you know what? Like, I have... Our tier ones are getting more involved submitting questions for Take On Woods. Which is great. Less work for me. Great. Teachers are like, parents, more involved, less work for us. You know me, man. Nothing makes me happier when our tier ones suggest what we should talk about on the air. (laughs) Nothing. It's my favorite thing. Crowdsourcing. Um, But they had asked parents to be more involved. So Last year I went to Bo's class with a wiffle ball bat, a bunch of wiffle balls, and we played a little baseball, and it went pretty well. This year... I had asked the teacher, I can do a couple things. I play guitar, I sing, I'm really into music, or I can do baseball. She goes, why don't you do the music? I go, okay, I will. I said, but I'm going to tell you, I'm coming in, I'm teaching these kids about rock and roll. I'm not coming in teaching them about, you know, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. I'm not doing that bit. They already have the music man. He comes every Friday and he does the, let's all shake our hands. Like, I'm not not doing corny shtick music, right? So I go in yesterday, and I'm sweating it. I am, Baby. yeah, I'm sweating it. I got my guitar. I made some handouts with some some rock and roll staples on it, and I passed them around a little bit, but I sit down, and this is the best, man. Sit down in like a little tiny preschool chair, basically, a little stool, and there's 15 kids in front of me, all sitting cross-legged. Guys, how we doing? Good to see you. I'm Bo's dad, and uh, I'm here to teach you guys today about rock and roll. Does anybody in here listen to rock and roll? And so, like, hands shoot up. And I say, all right, give me some of your favorite rock and roll bands. You. I have a pool. Okay, that's cool. Uh, how about you? My dad I likes rock and roll. All right. What, what does he like? Rock and roll. Does, uh, does anybody in here play an instrument? Hands go up. I've been to Florida. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah, Florida's good. Leonard Skinner's from Florida, actually. I love Leonard Skinner. Bo loves Leonard Skinner. Um, okay, well, uh, so this is a guitar. These are the strings. These are how you... And so I... I, The way that I remember the names of the strings is e, it's every angry dog's gonads burst eventually. That's how I've remembered it since I was eight years old. My grandfather taught me that... Every angry dog's gonads burst eventually. That's the string. E A D G B E G B E. So I had to. I knew I couldn't say gonads at preschool. So I said every angry dog's. And I. It took me. Grapes. It took yes. me. See, I should have said grapes. I said ghosts because it's Halloween. Oh. Ghosts burst eventually, and they all. Ah, they laughed. They didn't know what the hell I was talking about. So I. I go. Right, I'm going to teach you guys a chorus of a song. So I taught him from Oasis. I taught him, you and I are going to live forever. So I played the beginning of it, and then they all sang it. And it was really cute and sweet. I was out of material at that point. I had nothing. And I looked at my at my watch. 30-minute presentation, I was about six minutes in. Ooh. And I'm like, 
here we go. So I told him to, I said, you know, music's been so important in my family. I said, yeah, this, it was really sweet. So I'm singing this part and all, all the kids. It was really cool. So I tell him, you know, look, music's been massively important in our house. I said, in fact, when Bo was in his mama's belly, I used to play music for Bo in his mama's belly. And the minute we, I had him in my arms for the first time, I played him this song. And I played the song that I played the first minute he was on the planet. And they loved that. And so all of a sudden I started going through this playlist that Bo and I had made where I was showing him different bands. <laughs> well, I hit on one that made the kids legitimately lose their mind. All of them were like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And the head, they all started like banging their heads. Now you're playing this off your phone. Off my speaker. I brought yeah. my speaker in. Yeah. Every kid is like jamming. Motorhead, Ace of Spades. They're, it was literally like watching them be possessed by rock and roll. It was the coolest thing ever. And the teachers are like into it. They're clapping. This like, is why those 50 parents thought their kids were being possessed by the devil. Dude, 100%. This was by far the biggest hit in the class. Played them some... Um, Played him some Ramones. They loved Blitzkrieg Bob. Hey, oh, let's, let's go. go. So I taught him that, that part. They loved that. Um, and then I went through my handout. And on my handout, I had Bowie, Zeppelin, Hendrix, The Stones, The Beatles. Yeah, they loved this. Played him a little bit from each of those. And they loved it. And then after I took questions and, and things like that and... It really went great. You could tell Bo was so, so like proud, and it that made me so happy. So, went pretty good. So I brought them all in at the end. We all put our hands in the middle, our fists, and on three we do rock and roll. So then, sitting at home later, my phone dings. It's about it's about three thirty, and uh, we get a text from we get a text from uh, Bo's best friend's mom. It says. Jackson's insistent selection for the ride to karate. He's already packing his bags for the concert, and it's Motorhead, Ace of Spades. <laughs> I told every one of those kids, I said, listen, when you get home, you tell your mom and dad, I want to go to a rock and roll concert. That's what I want to do. Take me to a rock and roll show. They listened. At least one of them did. So I came back later to pick him up for school, and all the kids were like, yeah, rock and roll. It was good job. What? It was awesome, dude. I had. No, I'm not such, sure all the parents are going to love you. I but. probably not. But hey, listen. I, if look, if you guys, if the other parents did a better job, I wouldn't have to come in there and teach your kids about rock and roll. All right. But no, I'm joking. It was awesome. I loved it. I'd love to do it again. I, I would like to teach a class on like just like School of Rock. I would love to literally teach a class and do nothing but rock and roll music because it's important. We got to. You got to pass the baton a little bit, man. It's important. You can't let rock and roll die. You just can't do it. I know that there's keyboards and techno, and everyone likes to, you know, dance and stuff now. But like, it's really important to have guitars and bass and drums and badass vocals and 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 be a rock and roll band. So maybe uh, if one of those kids are inspired to pick up a guitar, that means I did my job. So it was incredible. I loved it. I love doing stuff like that. I want to do way more of it. A little extended foreplay this morning, fine by me. It actually uh, is a big Thursday show. As we told you yesterday, massive. Uh, we're taking tomorrow off, so we're kind of jamming a lot in here. It all leads up 
uh, to the big uh, the big interview today at 9 a.m. Padres owner, chairman Peter Seidler is going to be with us live at 9 o'clock uh, talking about the season that just was and the offseason that is coming up for the San Diego Padres, but there's a lot to get to before that as well. Eno Saris, it is a Smart Baseball Thursday with the World Series getting underway tomorrow in Houston. Eno at 8.35, we move Craig up a day. Craig Elston at 7.35, plus uh, just all of our normal stuff. Uh, Real or fake, it's a throwback Thursday. We got a fun, Polly found a, oh, God. a fun throwback Thursday moment One from of the two best. years ago. One yeah. of the best of all time. Definitely a show favorite, so we'll get to that as well. Uh, Daily Diddy coming up next. I believe we have a listener selection from yesterday uh, winning our Take on Woods competition, so we'll find out what that is when we come back. It is Ben and Woods. Good morning to you. It's Thursday. Glad to have you with us on San Diego's number one sports station. Let's get our first traffic check with Kelly Danik here on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Actually, it's really good. 
I got waxed yesterday on Take on the Woods by Joe. Joe's a very, very worthy opponent. And he picked this one by Santana. I think he's picked a couple of daily ditties. Yeah, because he's waxed me a couple times. No lyrics, and it's just this music to invoke the sadness. And he stayed on theme this week of just being sad. It's funny how a song can be sad yeah. without any words at all. You know, I mean, you know the song uh, Sleepwalk? Remember La Bamba when Richie dies? Yes. It's like it, the song almost makes me cry every time I hear it. And there's not one word in it. It's just guitar. This is a really good pick, Joe. It does make me sad. I do miss the Padres. Don't you guys listen into this? I can see this with like black and white B-roll of like yeah. Padres packing up, you know, their stuff. Oh, I, I, it's hard Cleaning to... Cleaning out their lockers? It's oh. hard to miss them because no one's played <laughs> another game That's true. since they've played a game. Tomorrow will hurt. Tomorrow, yeah. maybe I'll feel like, oh man, this could have been us. But no, I, we haven't missed anything yet. It's only tomorrow I where we start miss missing something. I still miss them. Monday and Tuesday, I missed them at 6.30 when I thought, oh yeah, should be first pitch about right now. Oh, this is a really good choice, Joe. Well done, sir. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. Will Myers is packing his stuff and jumping on a plane from North Carolina. Well, like walking out of the clubhouse, but then he stops. Stops and looks back. Turns back, looks one more time. It's been real, San Diego. It's the light switch. Walks out. It's a damn good one. One Just one time I'd like to be able to play like this. <laughs> Just one time. It's like... I can play guitar. I can play chords. But I can't play like lead like this. It's like just one time I want to know what it feels like to be fast. To run down the line. Like you hit a weak grounder to short. And you're like, you can't get me. <laughs> I've never made it. This <laughs> without is Without a bobble, I've never made it. For me, though, I could play guitar. I could practice every day for a year, and I would never be this good. Paulie, I've been playing that stupid thing since I was 10 years old. If you put a gun to my head and say, play one lead riff, one, I couldn't do it. I can play a thousand chords, and I can sing and, and whatever, but I cannot play any lead. Like, I and used to be I able to dunk a basketball. I don't think I could touch the rim right now. You give me a year, I can work out, I could get my leg strength going, and I could get back up there again. This is like playing the guitar like this would never, ever, ever, I will, ever happen. I That's will, where the genius and the talent comes I will in. Liter- I have a guitar in my hand. I will try to play one like lead thing. All right. Pull that down. <laughs> Basically the same thing. That's literally the best I can do. <laughs> that is legitimately Stephen oh, Woods wow. or Santana. Stephen Woods or Santana. Yeah, here we go. Stephen Woods or Santana. Oh my god! <laughs> One time, God, please send me the power into these hands to just. Yeah, you're not so smooth. God, oh no, Ben. He was waiting. He was sitting on. I can see his eyes, his little beady eyes. Now it's not fun anymore. All shiny. (laughs) Just once, man. Once. God. 
right. Great pick, Joe. Loved yeah, it. Good job, Joe. Really Thank well you done. very much. Congratulations on, on the win yesterday. Um, let's see. We've got a few things to get to today, including uh, starting to look ahead to the World Series. Uh, interesting choice by Rob Thompson yesterday. Defensible for sure, but I want to talk about what uh, what he's planning for Game 1 of the World Series tomorrow. Uh, we'll get to that coming up. And again, a lot of guests today. I mentioned it, Peter Seidler at 9 o'clock. They all appear on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. We'll be back after this. More Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. This hour 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot, a booster given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Uh, did you see this, um, the New York Times, what they did that was going around yesterday? You be the ump. Loved it. I'm literally going through it right now. Paul's yeah. looking at Paul's it right now. His. I did mine. Ben did his yesterday. I did I'll... mine yesterday. My son texted me. He said, did you see this? And I go, I just did it like three minutes ago. I'm going to tweet it from Ben and Woods. You guys can play along. Yeah, too. it gives you um, it gives you like a seven-pitch sequence. It's uh, it's kind of a graphic representation of some like close calls on, on pitches. You basically, you're behind home plate, and you see the ball kind of approach you really fast. It just goes like you get a split second to make the call was that a ball or was that a strike and i'm not sure if it was designed to show what a difficult job the umpires have or perhaps why can't they do a better job since we all seem even on split seconds to be making good calls i saw a lot of people my son seven out of seven i got six out of seven i, I missed also, one i also got six out of seven i got six out of seven Paul six, six out of seven, seven too yeah um Did we all miss is it is it 
The same ones for everybody? I missed the very last one. I, I missed, missed the very last no, one. No, I missed Joe Musgrove. How page. could you not call it a strike? I don't want to give it away. Um, I missed just one. did. I missed one of the uh, middle ones, I believe. I And my instinct was right, and then I second-guessed myself and changed it at the last second, and then I was wrong. I felt bad about that. So here's the thing about umpires, and I've been incredibly, incredibly hard on umpires. Incredibly. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. You're being asked to do something that is almost humanly impossible. It's not your fault. Right? It's not your fault. It's a goodwill hunting. All that, it's not your fault. I know. Shut up, man. It's not your fault. Shut up. Not you too. It's not your fault. Not you, Woodsy. No, <laughs> it's not your fault. Look, man, it's incredibly hard. And they put that box up so that dill holes like us can sit on our fat asses at home and go, come on. Bro, what are you doing? How'd you miss that? It's right there. Now, there are some calls where you're like, dude, come on, come on. Like these are these are absurd. It's up. That ball's way up. Or the the up pitch for me is the easier one to see. The one down that like there was one with Profar, I think uh, at some point I saw it like crossed his it was like right below his kneecap. And and you feel like it could go either way. But when it when it lights up the box or doesn't light up the box, we sit there and we go. Come on, dude, that ball's down, This right? uh, This New York Times simulation includes a, a pitch by Tim Hill. And I won't tell you whether it's a ball or a strike, but I will tell you, <laughs> when you have that kind of action, like a hill or a hater that's coming from a weird spot and it's crossing the strike zone at strange angles, those have got to be almost impossible that we're asking you know umpires to make this call on a 99-mile-an-hour pitch and it's right there on the edge, and maybe it brushed the corner of the strike zone, or it didn't. It's it's an almost an impossible ask of what you know we're hoping that these guys can do accurately. Yeah, and and I was talking to Mark Loretta about it the other day when we were sitting in the uh, in the the dugout, and I asked him about you know umpires, and we talked about you know the profar thing, and we talked about well, we talked about all kinds of, and I think I said, man, the ump, it feels like to me the umpiring in not. Not just against the Padres, against the Phillies too, and the umpiring in the Dodgers against the Dodgers, and and for against the Padres, I thought it was just generally bad. Just it's been for me this season, just generally, generally bad. And I understand the ump scorecards. Problem is, man, like you have guys that are egregiously bad, and nothing happens. They just keep in their rotation. They're in a union. Nothing's going to happen to them, and that therein lies the problem. But I, I told Loretta, I said. Again, I'm going to go back to my original hypothesis of Las Vegas, where you can walk into the Bellagio today, and if you, they will, somebody will see you, one man sitting there counting a card or folding a card or making a mark on a card or like, and there's thousands of people in there, okay? There is technology available to make that, that, instance in a baseball game let's not say perfect because nothing is perfect but but so much better right so much better give me the technology that they have in tennis where again bro yeah they throw a hundred in the big leagues they hit the ball 130 in tennis absolutely from i don't know the distance from baseline to baseline but it's and those lines people are standing you know 20 feet away you know way off the on the side and then they're asking okay when where that bounced and the ball is round, and the 
The court is flat. Did it touch the line or did it not touch the line? Did it touch over the line but not actually the line? You figure that out from 25 feet away. The tennis court is 78 feet long. 78 feet long. Okay, so you get a little bit more distance. You get 18 more feet of distance to make that call on an in-and-out serve. But again, you're talking about 30 extra miles an hour. You're talking 30 extra miles an hour, and these guys are in, out, in, out. Now, that's why they have that. And it, I love it. Like It has made tennis so much more enjoyable for me when they show the little slowed-down thing, and you go, oh, it got shadow, it. Oh, my God, shadow, shadow, shadow dot right and there. And you go, right. oh, it got it, it got it. <laughs> Whatever they're doing, like put a microchip in a ball. Put Figure something out. Give me the eye in the sky um, that just makes it to where you hear a bing or a eh, whatever. Strike ball, and let's move on with our lives. And again, I said it last year, and I, I really stand by it. If I'm an umpire in the union, do you know how happy that would make me? Because you're still, I'm still going to be behind the dish because I need to be there for out at home, safe at home, you know, t- foul tip into the catcher's mitt, hit by a pitch, whatever. I'm, that's still, I'm, you're still going to use me. I'm still, I still got the dish that night. But you know what? I you take off my plate. The thing that's going to keep me up at night is, oh, my God, I've got Jacob deGrom tomorrow. Or even worse, I've got some rookie that throws 99, has no idea where it's going. And i got to work the plate tomorrow. You take that off my plate, I'm the happiest kid alive, man. I'm like, this is, this is great. I just get to stand back there. Hey, don't bitch to me. <laughs> bitch, to the, bitch to the camera, man. You heard it. I heard it. It's a strike. Well, someone at the uh, the New York Times social media department's walking into work today with their chest puffed out a little bit. Absolutely, <laughs> very creative and so well the, done what so, they did. So they only did seven pitches, yeah. and I did the seven. I'm like, I could have done this all. Oh, yeah. If they didn't have fifty, I would have done fifty. It was awesome. All right, uh, we'll talk about Game One of the World Series and the uh, the decision that Rob Thompson made yesterday that I think uh, is defensible but could also be a mistake. We will get to that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, so yesterday, Rob Thompson, the manager of the Phillies, uh, named his starters for Game 1 and 2 of the World Series tomorrow and Saturday in Houston. And instead of going with uh, the Zach Wheeler-Aaron Nola duo, like he did against the Padres in the NLCS, he's reversing it. And Aaron Nola will pitch in Game 1 with Zach Wheeler going in Game 2. And I can understand a lot of people are saying, what's what's the big deal? You, they're both really good. They're both um, going to pitch the first two games. They're probably both just going to get two starts in the World Series. Does it really matter? Uh, you know, Zach Wheeler pitched Sunday in Game 5. Aaron Nola hasn't pitched since Game 2. And you could say, you don't want you don't want to keep pushing Aaron Nola back. Get him in there. Give Zach Wheeler five days of rest instead of four days. You can certainly defend this decision. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's not, this is like the dumbest thing ever. However, we all saw that series. Oh Zach God. Wheeler was so good. Yep. I mean, o- over his two starts against the Padres. Whoever starts game one can come back on normal rest in game five. There's a day off, uh, you know, between games two and three. So that person then, if the series went seven games, like Madison Bumgarner did, you know, for the Giants, could come back in a game seven and give you some some innings. Whereas the guy who pitches in game two probably won't come back until game six, and then they'd be totally burned for game seven because that would be one day later. The only the only pushback I'll give you is that 
what did Wheeler throw? I mean, he threw the first game against us, and he was electric. He was incredible. Wasn't he also pulled after about 82, 85 pitches? He was. His uh, his his velo, as they say, yep. dipped as the innings went on. Both times he faced Both the times, Padres, yeah. it went down to the point where you felt like they were pulling him before they necessarily needed to. But it he worked. Was, he was going like 98 in the early innings, and, and by the third or fourth, he gets 95. down to like 95. Still a very effective 95, but he, he seems to drop in his velo Fairly, fairly rapidly for a starting pitcher. So I think, you know, it may be an issue of durability. It may be an issue of... Maybe they think Aaron Nola's the better guy could, yeah. to bounce back on two days if they needed someone to come back for a Game 7 for just, uh, you know, two innings or whatever it is. Sure. And, and also, maybe they feel like Zach Wheeler could also do it, Ben. I have No, because he'd go six. He'd go two and six. He would go... Wheeler would go two and six. Two and six, yeah. yeah. You're not coming to bring him back. Yeah, I, I think... Um, I think, you know, they're a little bit, a little bit, one and one A, a little bit. I mean, we, I think we have recency bias because we saw Zach Wheeler give up two hit, you know, two hit shutout in game one or whatever it was. And, uh, yeah, but Nola's a damn good pitcher as well. I don't know. Wheeler's Matt's... pitched very good on the road in the postseason, and that'll be two road games for him. Yep. And I don't, I don't, whereas, I don't know. Whereas Nola will at least get a home game in his second start in game five. Have they played each other? Have they? I don't know. I if have no idea. I don't know what, what records uh, against or anything like that. But, hey, man, look, one thing we could say about Rob Thompson, dude hasn't been afraid to roll the dice. And I think when you're you're going up against the Astros, you're going to have to roll a lot of dice. And you better not crap out because the Astros are really, really tough. So as we were wrapping up the show yesterday, I said, make sure we bring this up tomorrow. The, uh, the Jalen Hurts dilemma. Yeah. The quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, who's also a born and raised Houston guy and, and grew a up... A Houstonian. Yeah, he grew up cheering were. for the Astros and he... He showed up to Eagles Media Day a couple of days ago, getting ready for the game in an Astros shirt and hat. And obviously, there's some people in Philly who kind of rubbed the wrong way by that. Yeah. And I, I understand. You know, you grow up with a team and you want to be loyal to that team. I would hope that even the gnarliest of Philly people could respect someone wanting to stick with their team. Now, he talked yesterday. I heard him talk. He goes, "Yeah, I'm a Houston guy, but I'm. This is also Philly's my hometown now." And he kind of played it on both sides of the fence. He's like, I win. It's a double win for me. But Everybody wins. I think he's. I think he's missing a huge opportunity here. It doesn't. You know, you're a professional athlete. You know how this game works. That there's no. You need to pay. There's no loyalty. You know, ultimately, you may end up playing for three or four NFL teams in your career. You go to whoever pays you. The Astros aren't paying you a dollar right now. You can win so much goodwill by. You know, take your Astros hat, take it off, put on a Phillies hat. Why not? It's a free. That's the free spot to make Philly, who's already pretty enamored with you right now, because your team is six and zero, and you're uh, probably the leading candidate for NFL MVP at this point. Why not just lean into it and be Mister Philly and take that win that you can get for no? You don't have to spend a dollar. I mean, maybe, you know, 30 bucks on a hat if you had to, but you basically... I'm can, sure they would hook him up the, with a free lid. The amount of goodwill that you could, I mean, is sitting right there on a platter for you to grab by abandoning your, home, your old your team, home your home team, team for yeah. your new adopted hey. team. I think that's a that's an easy win that most athletes should take if given the opportunity. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Houston born and raised. Um, I love my city, um, and I'm... You know, that's my hometown, but my home now is Philly. You know, and I love this city, too. Um, that's how I deal with it. You know, it's it's 
It's interesting because I mean, maybe your 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 boys back home might give you a hard time for. Will they though? I don't know. They I should mean, understand if they're really your friends. They should know you had an easy it, win there, man. Take it. Take well, the win. The other thing is, man, it's not like Jalen Hurts had a choice to go play and. Fi- hey, if where would you want to play? Well, I'd like to play for the Houston Texans. Why? Because I grew up here. This is where I grew up. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, pl- I'll was play. Was he secretly Texas. cheering for the Padres so he wouldn't have to I'm sure he was, man. I'm sure he was. Um, I, I, you know, those guys don't get a choice to, to. You have to go where you know you go where they draft you and where you develop and where you play and you, you know get a contract and um, yeah, I'm sure he's just ready for this thing to be over. I bet if I, if I was him, he's just like I'd just get this thing over with. So game one of the World Series tomorrow, I didn't see, I, I've got to assume it's Justin Verlander. It is, I believe it uh, is. I, yeah. I didn't see an official uh, designation by Dusty Baker yet, but Aaron Nola for the Phillies, Justin Verlander, who has not had a particularly good World Series record. Well, Did I see something like a 5.3 ERA in the World Series oh, in yeah. his career for Justin Verlander? He had a terrible first start against the Mariners, and then he was dominant against the Yankees. He was he like found his curveball, and he was not like, not in the playoffs no, this no, year, no, but, in, but yeah, in, like in the World Series in does, his career. Does that matter? Does it? I don't know. I really don't know I don't if either. it does or not. I don't either. I I, I I feel like it's Justin Verlander. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my chances. Right? Like you can't every time. you can't you can't do anything else. All right. If you're Dusty Baker, it is it's, Ver- it's an easy call for Dusty Baker. Will it work out? I don't know. It is Verlander, and I'm going to take the fills in game one. Yeah, I'm gonna with t- Aaron Nola, I'm going to take the run and a half. Man, also. so if they if they beat Justin Verlander with Aaron Nola, then they're sitting pretty with a one zero lead and Zach Wheeler coming in game two. Now, yeah, and I think I don't think that's getting cute necessarily. Now, if they started Ranger Suarez because they wanted. You know, some somebody to pitch at home or whatever. That's no, getting yeah. cute. No one got cute. I, I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying Rob Thompson's a moron. I'm just wondering whether he'll wish in Game Seven that he had Zach Wheeler possibly available instead of Aaron Nola. But uh, I'll trust that the guy knows what he's doing with his own team. All right, don't forget you can download the free Odyssey app. Uh, listen to thousands of stations, including 97.3 The Fan, plus millions of podcasts for free. We'll come back. It's a throwback Thursday. That means a little real or fake time instead of take on wood. So if uh, music's not your thing, you'll have an opportunity to qualify for our getaway to Las Vegas. That is coming up next. Don't do this as well. Stay tuned for much more on a Thursday. Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.